Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You're from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Talk Memphis, oh yeah. Welcome to Talk Money, and now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Good morning, and welcome to Talk Money here on AM 990 and FM 107.9. I am Keith Quinn, in for your host, Jim Shoemaker. Jim is out of pocket this morning, the hardest working man in show business, but we have got a great show lined up for you this morning. We've got Nathan Powell and Chris Purcell, two financial advisors from Shoemaker Financial that are going to be talking to us a little bit about retirement planning. And of course, at Talk Money, we're always trying to help you to make better decisions in your financial lives. And we think that by providing some, hopefully some insight into some of the issues, some of the things, the questions that we have to answer as we think about things, and certainly retirement is one of the big things that we work on, uh, hopefully that's something that can help you out this morning. And we think it's going to be a great show. Now, when we think about retirement planning, we always think in the terms of decades. And we take that long-term focus. So we would always encourage you to turn off the television. Don't get caught up in the noise. Don't worry about what's going on in Congress. Don't worry about necessarily what's going on in the short term with the economy, but keep that long-term focus on the goals you're trying to accomplish. Having said all that, I'm going to immediately jump into what's going on in Congress. Uh, what's going on in Congress this week. We've uh, been paying an awful lot of attention to the president's legislative agenda and will that get through Congress, specifically uh, more about tax reform than it is necessarily about health care reform. But there was some uh, progress on the health care front yesterday as the Senate came out with the outline of what their proposed bill is going to be. Right now, there's about four senators that are potentially not going to vote for the bill. Uh, Ted Cruz, Ron Johnson, Mike Lee, and Rand Paul. But they are going to try to have a vote before for the 4th of July recess. So that vote's going to have to take place uh, in the next week. And hopefully we can get this passed through the Senate, get it back down to the House, get some sort of bill put on the president's desk so the president can sign that. And then we can move on to what the market perceives as the more important issue, which is tax reform. As we've talked about, you know, this, and I know Jim's talked about it on the show before, you know, one of the things that we deal with as investors is uncertainty. And the market likes to know what the rules are. We want to know the rules of the game. Awfully hard for a CEO to make decisions about how to expand his operations, where his company wants to invest, if he doesn't know the tax code. So we were really uh, excited about the opportunity to get a lot of these things done on the legislative front, and we are finally starting to make a little bit of progress. So that's all good news. You know, at the at the firm, and of course my job, uh, I am the director of investments at Shoemaker Financial, so I do pay a lot of attention to the macro, and we try to watch that because as we manage clients' portfolios and investments, we certainly want to be uh, aware of what's going on. And one of the things that, again, I'm, I know Jim has talked about is we're finally starting to see a little bit of growth all around the world. And that's a much better economic environment than, frankly, we've had in the last uh, eight years or so, uh, certainly since the uh, market turned and the end of the recession in 2009. So this is all good news. Even though some of the data here at the U.S., uh, some of the what we call the hard economic data has been slowing down a little bit. For example, we saw uh, housing starts in May were down a little over 5%. Retail sales down about three-tenths of a percent. Retail sales being 
Very important for our economy as two-thirds of our demand comes from retail sales. So a little bit of softness in those numbers, uh, but we did see an existing home sales number that came out this week that was really good, up a, a little over percent. So we are starting to see a little bit of a rebound in those numbers. And some of the softer economic numbers, when we're talking about consumer confidence, business optimism, these numbers continue to look really good. And again, that comes back what we were initially talking about with making some progress on the fiscal policy side with seeing some, again, pro-business initiatives coming out of Washington, which is a welcome change uh, that we think is going to be really good for the economy, ultimately good for the companies that we invest in. And we invest in these companies in the context of what we're talking about today to fund a retirement. And a retirement can be an awful long time. uh, And we have to be very disciplined about how we think through the issues relating to retirement. And it's so much better to do that on the front end, very much easier to make uh, retirement planning decisions at 30 than it is at 60. But we're going to talk an awful lot about that with Nathan Powell and Chris Purcell. Coming up, if you're just joining us, I'm Keith Quinn in for Jim Shoemaker here on AM 990 Talk Money, the voice of Memphis. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes Store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Keith Quinn, Nathan Powell, and Chris Purcell are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Good morning and welcome back to Talk Money here on AM 990, the voice of Memphis. I'm Keith Quinn, in for Jim Shoemaker. I'm here in the studio with Nathan Powell and Chris Purcell. We're hopefully going to be giving you some tips when you think through your retirement planning. Good morning, gentlemen, and glad to have you here. Good morning. Great to be here. Morning, Keith. When we think about retirement, let's just jump right into this and let's start, you know, again, let's start at the beginning. Uh, When people are thinking through retirement and our job, certainly as financial planners, uh, to help them to think through this, and where do you start with that? Where, what's the what is sure. the you know the initial thing that you have to help people to realize and understand? Well, I think one of the uh, the biggest things that's overlooked is the whole idea of life planning for retirement. I mean, we spend so much time and focus on accumulation for you know thirty, forty years, and we've you know been building and building our nest eggs and paying into Social Security and getting all our ducks in a row. And then when the retirement date hits, it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? You know, I've been spending all this time working. So, so you're saying life planning beyond just the, you know, I need this number. I need that amount of assets. I need, right. you know, I need the, the logistical side of it. Right. Because those numbers, I mean, 
depending on what you're trying to do and what you're going to be doing, the lifestyle you're going to lead, that's where the number has to come from. So you can't just start with an arbitrary number that you're trying to hit. You have to identify goals. You have to identify what you're going to be doing. You're going to be active, travel. You just want to sit on the porch, drink tea, and watch the storm go by, or hopefully no tornadoes like we might have had uh, yesterday. But, you know, we have so many different moving parts to take into consideration. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. When we start working and we're worrying about getting done, right, and everybody thinks that's the end of the race. Absolutely. I made it to retirement. Well, that's just when the race begins, right? That's a whole new phase of our life that we get to live out and wonder, what are we going to be doing? Uh, And so we see it all the time when Nate and I sit down with clients and we ask them, hey, you're two, three years out from retirement, five years, whatever it is. What are we going to do in retirement? And usually we get two different uh, two different answers. One is someone that won't stop talking because they've got it all planned out. They've got, I'm going to go visit my grandkids. I got the RV. I'm going to go see these places. And they keep going. We're like, all right, 30 minute meeting. We need you to calm down a little bit. Uh, and then the other side, we have somebody that just blank stare right back at us. And they've gotten so wrapped up in saving and doing that they don't even know what they're going to do once they retire. Well, guys, I, you, you've lost me a little bit. I thought you guys were financial advisors. I thought this was all about the numbers. I mean, this sounds like a more of a, a you know, you're, you're counseling them through how to yeah. think about their life. That's definitely uh, and the other hat that we wear. Right. Know, meeting with clients is, you know, one part financial counselor, one part, you know, counselor or life, life coach, I guess you could say. Well, I think that's incredibly important because if you're not, as you said, the life coach, and if you can't help them figure out what that looks like in retirement, how on earth can you put a number on it? That's absolutely right. I mean, we have to we have to look at defining more of what life planning and retirement is going to look like. You know? So, well, let's talk a little bit about sure. that, Nate. You know, what, so what does that mean if we're thinking about you know some of the areas that you maybe haven't considered in your retirement that you might want to think about that that again probably wouldn't occur to us? I just assume that mine's going to be you know golf every day. Is, right. is, is that not going to be what it is? <laughs> well, it could be, but you know, I mean, how much golf can you really play? I mean, it may be you know, <laughs> yeah, a whole I know. lot. I, I, mean, I don't I know. Play play either. Right. You know, but you know, some of the there's a lot of different areas that we try to walk through with clients to help, you know, identify more, define what they're going to uh, be doing in retirement. I mean, the first section we look at is education and growth. You know, I mean, I know personally, I, I love learning new things and, you know, Oh, I'm so done with that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not going to be retirement. more golf. Right? Yeah, more <laughs> golf. You need to learn, learn more. No, but that's to, a great point. Okay. You don't think about education when you get into retirement. It gives you the, have the time, frees up the time to do a lot of things. Maybe you haven't had a chance to do. Yeah. And we have a lot of people that want to do some international travel. My parents just got back yesterday from an amazing trip. They went to St. Petersburg. They went to Stockholm. Oh, that's great. Berlin. I mean, all over the place. And you know, a lot of people have that desire to go travel, and some you know may want to go take some classes to learn a language. I want to go to Italy. Well, let me go take a, a semester class of basic Italian to so I can you know be speaking a little bit you know more fluently than I am now <laughs> right. with uh, just basic English. But you know, people may want to take adult classes, return to school, maybe even start a second career in retirement. I mean, that's a I think that's one think that about. gets that gets overlooked a lot. And people say, well, I'm retiring. Why would I want to work during retirement? Right. right because that's, you know, retirement kind of doesn't really equal more work. Sure. Know? But a lot of people <laughs> do what they love. And yeah. so while they may not want to work anymore full time, they may want to step back on a consulting level or they may want to look at a career that they've never even had the opportunity to do because they were so good at this career. And it was bringing in the money there, but now all of a sudden, maybe I want to, you know, be a woodworker, or I want to do this, or I want to do that. Just something that I've always wanted to do, right. but never really had the time, not to pay the bills, but to m- kind of find out about myself. Um, I have a uh, a friend whose father 
actually ended up, he retired at the age of 55. And this would have been perfect for him because he had no clue what he was going to do. He thought everything was going to carry on just like it normally does. Well, most of his buddies were not retired. They were working Monday through Friday. He moved out, kind of out of the city, um, and realized he hated golf. (laughs) <laughs> so Sorry, not Keith. like you yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know but what he wanted what he craved most was interaction with people so what he did was he worked at a uh a gas station in one of those little boxes just you know taking money selling drinks and candy bars and things like that so he could interact with people uh and so it it got bigger and bigger and he started telling people inside you know we should be doing this placing this here and the next thing right. you know the guy's working inside mm-hmm. the next thing you know the guy's working 40 hours a week making out schedules and he goes wait a second yeah back to a job <laughs> i'm <Yeah>. retired <laughs> yeah. I, this yeah. is not what i wanted i just wanted to hang out with people so it's all about thinking about what you want to do and trying to figure that out i think that's a great advice and and something that everyone needs to think through and so what i'm hearing is basically retirement equals freedom right it's the freedom to do these things that you haven't had an opportunity to before and depending on what those things are uh, then that may be a different level of funding that you might need in retirement. And again, that's where you guys would come in. Right. Uh, what are some of the other things that people might not have considered that they might want to be thinking about as far as retirement goals or what their retirement is going sure. to look like? That's that's great. I, you know, the one that I think that everyone does think about is leisure and recreation. You know, what do you like sure. to do? You know, who do you like to go get ice cream with? Who do you like to? And I say the, the golf thing, yeah, tongue-in-cheek, I would probably get sick of it if you're doing it seven days a week, although I'd like to try that. Right. But yeah, but yeah. Yeah. You don't know until you exactly. try. Right? You've know, you got to give it the old college try. Yeah. That's right. you got to think about health and fitness. You know, are you concerned about your health and retirement? Are you taking steps to maintain good health? Because without you know, a healthy body, we're usually not able to do all the different things that we're wanting to do. Your spirituality, do you want to... You know, go volunteer more at, you know, whatever, you know, organization you're a part of, Absolutely. You know, charitable work. Um, do you have, you know, strong desires to gift to those organizations to go volunteer, do their, you know, their walks or their golf tournaments? Right, right. Anything along along those lines, you know, we talked about career and work. There's the financial side, your home. Are you going to downsize do you you know want to be the person that hosts thanksgiving you know for the entire family spread all across the u.s so maybe you still need that yeah I, we house. see that day in day out right um even with my parents who are, are mid-60s um and they you look at it and they say well you know they've got this house with four or five bedrooms upstairs but only two of them live there yeah right, right so right. how often are you going to be wanting to go up those stairs doing right. those things um or are you wanting to have the big Christmases, the big Thanksgivings where you have everybody out there. Cause I've, I've heard it from several of my friends. Well, we're not going back to mom and dad's for, for Christmas. Cause now they got this two bedroom and a pool and right. But I mean, it's, it's all part of it. Do you want to keep the, that lawn up? Um, talked to a gentleman the other day has two acres. He said, I'm tired of mowing this thing. Absolutely. I want a zero lot yeah. line where somebody comes by and sprays my plants and does that. And I can go out and do whatever I want. Um, so, so trying to figure out, you know, is this going to be something feasible for me to keep up? through retirement, is it something that I want to do? That's absolutely. And I think that's a great example. And my mom and dad, you know, recently went through the same thing. They had a house in Florida, but it was always something, you know, when you own a house, there's always some kind of project mm-hmm. to do. And they just didn't want that hanging over their head. So they uh, sold that and got a condo. And I, but now we have seen some studies where that could go the other way, where people have had smaller houses and want to get bigger houses so they can have the, right. the kids and the grandkids go in. And I think that's the key thing is that everyone's situation is a little bit different, right. but really defining what that means. And I think you guys also said something else that was absolutely key, especially for couples, getting them on the same page with what they're both thinking 
So they have an identifiable goal because, again, if you don't know where you're going, it's awfully hard uh, to be able to plan how to get there. Yeah, we've sat down with uh, with clients who are spouses, and we'll ask one some of these questions, and the uh, other spouse will sit there almost with a dumbfounded look on their face because they had never communicated these things <laughs> together, so they didn't yeah. know what the expectations. There shouldn't the be any were. surprises in that meeting, right, for but, either one you, of them. You, but, would sure, yeah. you would sure hope not, but, you know, I mean, we had a, a gentleman who – spend his life as an engineer and you know he retired and wanted to you know find something to do and had in his own mind decided he was going to start a consulting group right and his spouse had never heard him had no idea that he was thinking about about this (laughs) and so we kind of had to help flesh that out be a mediator of sorts but i mean it was a great idea and you know we finally got them both on the same page but goes back just to you know open communication with with you know whoever your significant other is so that you both have the same expectations and know what you want the next 30 to 40 years of your lives together to look like when you talk to people Nate and I know you're doing this uh, are you talking uh, to younger people about retirement or is this a a kind of a conversation that as people, I know they get more receptive as you get every year closer to that retirement year, you pay more and more attention to it. But do you address this with younger families as well? We absolutely do. And a lot of times it's, you know, people are so busy dealing with the urgent that the important falls by the wayside, right? Right. So, you know, when we're speaking with, you know, younger couples that are preparing for retirement, whether they're in their you know 30s or 40s, we're definitely having these types of conversations on a much you know broader level, but trying to keep it always in the back of their minds so that they can understand the importance of dealing with those issues today and building and saving towards some type of goal in the future. It's very hard to envision you know a goal thirty years down the road. When Absolutely, you're raising kids and you're worried about college and the car is breaking down and you're wanting to move and well, you've got immediate relocate. concerns right. that you have to Absolutely. deal with, and you know so, life gets in the way, and we say that right. So a lot of you know the job that Chris and I have is to you know help people identify the important tasks that need to be done, the, the proper good habits to establish to set them up for long term success. I think you mentioned it earlier in the show of doing the small steps today, right? So if we can do these small things today, we don't have to take drastic measures later on in life when it's going to be much more difficult to do those things. Absolutely. I think that's a great point. You know, we always talk about when is the best time to invest. Well, it's now. Uh, And that (laughs) is never more true than in the context of retirement planning. The younger you can start, it just has an exponential effect. And I think, you know, sometimes people don't realize until they see, and, you know, we can show them some numbers and things like that, but the impact that a consistent savings plan could have on your retirement income. And ultimately, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I think you're right. And we, we go back, we've talked about relationships a little bit here. And you know, something else to think about is, you know, do you have anyone that relies on you for financial support? And a lot of times we think about that as our children or do a lot of work with uh, families with special needs, and maybe right. there's a situation they're going to have to be providing care for even in their retirement years. But it's more and more of reality today that we're seeing clients that are taking care of their own parents. You know, they're kind of a sandwich generation. They're taking care of their kids, but they're also having to provide either emotional, physical, or financial support for parents also. So helping people balance that and figure that out also is, you know, is an important concept. 
Gotcha. Well, guys, that's that's great and great tips on how we think about retirement, how we should think about, you know, what our retirement is going to look like. But let's take a break. And when we come back from this break, let's talk a little bit about the logistics, about what these numbers actually mean, how we arrive at some of these numbers. Again, some of the considerations that you need to be thinking about as soon as you possibly can when you're talking about funding a potentially a 30-year retirement. I'm Keith Quinn in for Jim Shoemaker here on Talk Money on AM 990 and FM 107.9, The Voice. Waiting for the break of day Searching for something to say Flashing lights against the sky Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Shoemaker Financial and Securing Financial Services do not provide specific tax and or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax and or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax and or legal situation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Welcome back to Talk Money. I'm Keith Quinn, and for Jim Shoemaker. And of course, Talk Money is brought to you in part by the Bailey Law Firm, providing estate planning, elder and probate law, planning for all generations. And of course, Mac Bailey is a friend of the show. Always encourage you to reach out to those folks, a great group of people. I am Keith Quinn here with Chris Purcell. Uh, and Nathan Powell, guys, we're talking about retirement. We were talking about some of the ways that we need to think about how our retirement is going to look, which kind of helps us establish our goals, the way you guys walk through clients to do that, help them realize what retirement's looking like. But we also wanted to mention, and I know you guys talk about this a lot, what's changed about retirement? Retirement is not the same as it was. You know, this is not your grandfather's retirement plan anymore. So, right. so what is the sure. difference between traditional retirement and what we're thinking of as retirement looks like today? Yeah, a look at you know the great generation, you know my grandparents, and uh, you know, you have more of the traditional view of retirement where it relied heavily on pensions. You know, you work for the same company for thirty, thirty-five years, right? You know that you're guaranteed a you know what we would call defined benefit, a specified amount of money a month. Then you have Social Security to supplement that. Then, you know, you may have some stocks, some savings, some, you know, some other different things that, you know, you right. can draw some additional income off of. But, you know, the days of that traditional type of retirement planning are long gone. You look at the amount of companies that still offer pensions and it is down considerably from, you know, even the 80s and the 90s. And I think the other thing it relied on was it relied on you dying. Absolutely. Uh, you were supposed to work and then, you know, retire for about a year and then go on to your great reward. That's right. I mean, no, <laughs> we don't have longevity risk anymore. It's just longevity. We just have right? longevity. You exactly. Just, you have to plan for longevity. And so what we're, what we're seeing today, obviously, is since pensions have gone a lot by the wayside, people have to rely a whole lot more on their personal savings. And Traditionally, that's done through, you know, an employer-sponsored plan through your work, whether it's your 401k, 403b, you know, you could name, you know, a whole litany of different options that people have. And, you know, maybe people have some IRAs or some other just savings that they're putting into, but that's where the majority of the weight is going to be on the worker now rather than on the employer. Social Security, I mean, people always want to argue about, you know, the future of Social Security, but we have to deal with what we know today. Right. You know, so Social Security is still going to 
fill in a little bit of a gap. But then that pension that used to be on the front end is if you're lucky enough to be in a, a career with a company that still offers that, that's going to be on that bottom rung. So we're seeing a lot more responsibility put on the shoulders of employees. And you know, people need to know how to take advantage of those things, how you know they're going to have to be spending, how it's going to impact their lifestyle in retirement. So that's what we've seen as far as the switch from a traditional planning mindset for retirement to more modern and what we're seeing today. And I think that that is so important. And again, to to just realize that longevity question more than anything. You know, we see that study that says if you're a couple and and you both hit sixty five, uh, there's basically a fifty percent chance one of you is going to live to ninety. Yeah. And when we start thinking about planning again in terms of decades, uh, then that totally means that you have to approach your indef- uh, investments in a different way. Uh, but also, I think that was a great point about you know you've got to think through all of the different things that come into these decisions, and they're going to be different for everyone. Uh, but that is where I think a professional, as you guys are, as financial planners, can really add value because these decisions can be incredibly important. And your quality of life in retirement, something you've worked your entire life to fund, uh, is not something that you should take lightly, uh, and it's worth seeking out professional help. Absolutely right. Yeah, I, I think that that's right. So gone are the days of just putting your head down and working, right? You and work then, and, and, and you're done and you get your check and everything's fine and you're on the golf course. Yeah, doesn't yeah. exist, right? So so now that kind of takes us to the big question. Am I going to have enough? Right. Right. So will I have enough to do what I want to do in retirement? And uh, we were kicking around a study earlier this morning from Fidelity Investments. They did a retirement savings assessment. Um, and it shows that 81% of people are on track for estimated retirement expenses, but that's just enough to cover the basics, right? That's not enough to go out and do the Viking cruise that your grandpa or your parents were on last week. It's not enough to go, all right, we're going to pack up an RV and, and see all 50 states or, or do those things. It's, all right, we're going to watch black and white TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, we're right. going to drink water, maybe cold. Uh, who knows, right? So <laughs> That is not what you've worked your whole life for. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. And retirement, as we said earlier today, is we want to enjoy it, right? Absolutely. And that's what that's it's the for. Point. We've yeah. worked hard. Um, and so it's important that we start saving early again so we can do the things that we want to do. Yeah, I think you... Some some good rules of thumb for our listeners out there. You know, if you're about five years out from retirement or so, you know, now is the time to sit down, get some professional help to, you know, the, the first step is going to be calculating your living expenses. And that, you know, everybody hates the B word, right? The budget. Nobody likes to. Well, the budget's know, not look. fun. No, yeah. it's, it's not. It's probably not designed to be fun. It's no. designed to be a discipline, right? And so, you know, it's going to be really important to go and really get a true sense of what your spending levels are currently. And we've got to remember, I always call it the silent killer of inflation. You know, I mean, gas is not always going to be, you know, if you're down in all branch where I live, you know, dollar ninety three a gallon or bread's not always going to cost what it costs today. I mean, the stuff that we buy is going to go up year over year over year. So, you know, if you can you know, be your family right now for four or $5,000 a month, and that can be your living expenses, we've got to make sure that we are taking into account inflating those numbers to say, okay, 20 years from now, I mean, that could be, you know, $7,000, $8,000 a month, or, you know, we don't know what inflation is going to be, but we have to build in some, some contingencies to make sure that we're taking into account 
the different changes that can happen just to basic living expenses. And that's the most fundamental part of retirement planning and it has all kinds of different facets. I think that's a great point. And, you know, we'll, I've heard people say before that, you know, the, perhaps they don't get hit with inflation as much in retirement because they're not doing things like going back to school. But then you've got the other side of that when you've got stuff like healthcare cost. And there's a study from JP Morgan that would say healthcare costs since 1982 uh, are inflating at about 4.9% a year. So these are going up and that becomes obviously a bigger and bigger part of your spending as you get further into retirement. So as you said, a silent killer, that's exactly the way to describe it. You know, we talk an awful lot on the investing side of the world about what the real return is. So not necessarily did you have a 4% rate of return, but if you had a 4% rate of return and a 2% rate of inflation, guess what? You're only only had a 2% real rate of return. And that's the kind of things that we need to think about because when you're thinking about retirement, ultimately, you know, and and I know you guys talk with your clients a lot about this, you know, it's about that, uh, that number of assets, but it's about your income and that's coming back to your standard of living. And that's ultimately, you know, what we're trying to fund through retirement. Uh, I've also seen another number. You guys mentioned the importance of investing early and investing often. Uh, That can have a huge impact on your retirement, depending on when you start investing. You know, I think you would counsel people to always be pretty consistent about that. But one example that I have seen, and again, this is going back uh, 40 years. So if you had invested over the last 40 years, basically putting in $5,000 a year consistently for 40 years, earning a 6% rate of return, average annual over 40 years, that's not outrageously high. That's certainly, certainly something that's doable. Uh, that that uh, would have grown, your $200,000 investment would have grown to $820,000. So that's a pretty good nest egg I take to it. start thinking about funding your <laughs> retirement. You know, you can do some planning with that. But the other person that put in $5,000 a year for 40 years didn't invest in a portfolio designed to give the 6% average annual rate of return. So they probably owned less equities, less stocks. And again, there's some reasons for that. And we'll talk about that a little bit, why people are a little more concerned with owning equities, the inherent volatility of stocks. But this person only earned 2% a year. So they put in the exact same amount of money, $200,000, $5,000 a year over 40 years. Uh, And the one account at 6% average annual return grew to 820,000. And the other account only grew to 308,000. And that's what we talk about, the opportunity cost of not being invested to help you give you the highest likelihood of accomplishing your goals in retirement. And I know that's uh, what you guys do and do a great job of, of counseling your clients of how to do that. We're going to get a little more into the nuts and bolts of retirement expenses. I'm Keith Quinn here with Nathan Powell and Chris Purcell uh, in for Jim Shoemaker here on Talk Money. And of course, Talk Money is brought to you by Shoemaker Financial, which has been providing quality products, professional advice, and excellent service throughout the Mid-South since 1978. Let's take a quick break, go to the Mid-South History Moment, and we will be right back. If you have questions you'd like to have answered on the program, email them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. The winter of 1811-1812 proved to be a tumultuous time in the Mid-South in more ways than one. From the middle of December to the beginning of February, the Missouri Boot Hill was struck violently by a series of powerful earthquakes along the new Madrid Fault. 
With an affected area of over 1 million square miles, these were the most powerful earthquakes to hit the eastern United States in history, including the 1906 San Francisco earthquake, which covered only 6,200 square miles. The town of New Madrid itself was destroyed. The Mississippi River flowed backwards for 24 hours, forming Real Foot Lake, and as far away as Boston and Toronto, the shaking was intense enough to cause the church bells to ring and chimneys to fall over in Maine. At the request of Governor William Clark, federal disaster relief was granted by the government for the first time. Had those earthquakes occurred today, they could have caused one of the greatest economic disasters in the history of the United States. This has been another Mid-South History Moment. Brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time. It is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information should not be relied upon by the reader as research or investment advice regarding any funds or stocks in particular. Nor should it be construed as a recommendation to purchase or sell a security. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. And now now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Good morning and welcome back to Talk Money. I'm Keith Quinn in for Jim Shoemaker here with Nathan Powell and Chris Purcell. And we are talking about planning for retirement, guys. And I mentioned a little bit about the importance of saving early, the importance of staying invested, how much of an impact I can make over a lifetime of investing. But tell me a little bit more about how you talk to clients and counsel clients about if they're properly invested when in the context of retirement planning. And we try to do all investing in the context of planning. So what is that investment for? And how do you talk to people about that? Sure. And so if you're looking at about five years out right now from retirement, we're going to run those numbers again to figure out what our number is that we're going to need to live through retirement. Okay. Right. right. Um, and so that's going to give us a baseline and looking at, okay, what do we have now? What's our nest egg now? What is our income coming in? And then figuring out, okay, what kind of risk do we need to take as far as our investments are concerned? How aggressive do we need to be to get to the goal that we need? Right. Right. Um, And so we're looking at figuring out determining risk tolerances. Uh, I think that's a huge thing that not enough people talk about in today's world just because, you know, people are always wanting to be aggressive and say, I want to be aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. But at the end of the day, people think they want to be aggressive. Exactly. Until they they actually see the volatility of the market. And they do you need to be aggressive? Right. I don't want to put any anyone into something that, you know, creates undue risk. Right. I don't want to I don't want to take that chance. So we're going to look at things like time horizons. How long is this going to need to be invested? Um, We're going to look at kind of putting a diversified portfolio together. I think you talked about it a little bit earlier with the kind of two different scenarios you said with investing five thousand a year for how many years was it for 40 years for 40 years. And you have one that gets a six percent return and one that had a A two percent return, two percent return. Right. Right. There was a huge difference at the end of the day on that. And so that's where guys like Nate and myself come in and kind of look at what you're looking to do and help counsel you on the best way to get there and look at saying, okay, here's how we're going to allocate the funds that you have. Um, and here's what you're looking to do. Here's why we're going to do this and help walk you along with what those things are. And I think that's a great point. Go ahead, Nate. Yeah, I, I think it all comes down to goals-based investing. I'm, right. I'm from Indiana originally, grew up around you know, IndyCar racing. You know, one of the best ways that I like to think about this is you look at you know, whoever's going to win the Indy 500. You know? Right. He goes around and around and around and around. You know, at the end of the race, whoever wins, they may still have some tread left on the tires. They may still have some gas left in the tank. But what do they do? 
Do they go and run it all out and burn it all out until it's all done? No, they stop and they guzzle down a bunch of milk, which I have no idea how in the world that became a thing. <laughs> that sounds satisfying. Disgusting. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, but but they knew the goal. They hit the goal, they stopped, and they celebrated. Right. And that's how we have to look at investing for different goals that our clients have, especially when we're looking at retirement. Do we need to take, you know, extra laps? That might be the undue risk that, all right, let's go ahead and take that off the table because we've already hit the goal and we know it because we've analyzed the situation and we know the numbers and the professionals have stepped in to help you calculate what needs to be done and how you can hit that goal. I think that's a great point. You know, in our example earlier, a 6% average annual return versus a two. Well, I can get us, you know, 2.15% today with virtually zero risk in a 10-year treasury. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, 2.15% is not going to get it for most people when it comes to funding their retirement income. Uh, and I would also argue that 2.15%, if you factor in a 2% inflation, is not much of a real rate of return if you're only clipping your coupons at a, at a rate of 15 basis points. So, but I think that is so incredibly important that everyone's situation is different. And that's why they need a plan custom tailored to what they're trying to accomplish. Now, what difference does it make? So you mentioned, Chris, when you were talking about risk tolerance. So does that mean if someone worries about the market, they shouldn't be invested in stocks at all? I mean, how do you define that? Not at all. Not at all. Right. So, I mean, we want to take a look at what you're going to need. We're going to calculate the number and see, okay, this is the percentage that we need to grow your money by. But at the same point in time, we're not going to sit there and put you into something that's going to be up one day and down the next if you can't stomach that. Right. Because is that going to do you any good, especially if you're following along, watching the news, Absolutely. Um, and have all the talking heads getting in your ear and saying, oh, get out of this, get into that, and you're going to get an ulcer after a while, right? Absolutely. Um, so you're not going to make it to retirement at that point Well, on this rate that we're going, and that's not something that we're looking to have. So it's, it's trying to figure out what's going to be comfortable for you, um, what you're willing to put out there, and then also what you're going to need. And also, you know, educating the clients on why we have the investments that we have and what the expectations need to be. And, you know, that we're, we're investing in solid companies. People have to, I hear you say a lot, Keith. Absolutely. We have to remember that we're, we're investing in companies and you know, what is a company's job to make money, to make money. So if they're not doing it, they're going to fire somebody and figure out something else. So we look at, you know, if you just have this inanimate object of the market, quote unquote, and you see it going up and down, up and down, you can forget that underneath all those are real companies that are have real numbers and real people that are working their tails off for the betterment of their own. You know, I, I think that is an absolute key point, and I would encourage everyone to think about it like that. And we've talked about this a lot. When you talk about investing in the stock market, well, my gosh, who wants to own that? That just sounds <laughs> scary. You know, I don't want to own any of the stock market, but I want to own some of these great companies of the world. And I want to own them for a long time, and I want to own them for the exact reason that you said, Nate. I mean, for uh, we think in the long run that capital is forever rational. Companies will put this money to use in a way that it gets rewarded the most. Uh, And that's where we can see the long-term returns. And again, you said the silent killer, and I think this is incredibly important, inflation. Well, the asset class that over a longer time period has done the best job of uh, preserving purchasing power and growing that uh, uh, income along with inflation or better than inflation has been stocks. But you also have to realize, and I think this comes back to another point that you made, education is incredibly important if you're going to be a stock owner, because you have to take the historical view. You have to look back and realize that since World War II, we've basically had 14 pullbacks of around 20% or more. 20% for us is a bear market, but bear markets are inevitable, and they will happen again. 
Uh, you know, we, we, we say that, uh, or people will say that this time it's different. Well, it's never different in the sense that, you know, we have bear markets. We have them periodically. It's always different in whatever drove it down. You know, what started the last crisis in 2007, 2008 will not be what starts the next one. But it's inevitable that we have some volatility in stocks. But people need to understand is this volatility is why we get paid more to own stocks. Because if we didn't, if we were just about, you know, going to get our 2.15% with the 10-year treasury, then that's what we would own because that's the safest investment out there. Uh, so I think those are all great points, and I want to talk about that in a little more detail, a little more of the logistical things that we should think about when we're talking about planning for retirement. But let's take one more break, check on traffic and weather, see what's going on in New York with the stock market. I'm Keith Quinn, in for Jim Shoemaker. We will be right back to wrap up some of the things you need to be thinking about with retirement with Nathan Powell and Chris Purcell. Well, I started out down a dirty road. Started out all alone. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes Store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Are you aging? Well, I am. This is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm. As we age, our concerns and needs change. An updated estate plan will give you peace of mind regarding your family and your future. Your will is about your wishes and not always about your wealth. What are your wishes? Please call us at 901-843-2760 or visit us at thebaileylawfirm.com. Again, this is Mac Bailey from the Bailey Law Firm telling you that today is the youngest you will ever be. Let us help you with your estate planning, elder law, and probate needs, it's what we do. You're listening to Talk Money with Jim Shoemaker. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Welcome back to Talk Money. I'm Keith Quinn in for Jim Shoemaker here with Nathan Powell and Chris Purcell. Guys, we were talking about how we should think about being invested for retirement. Now talk to me a little bit about retirement income. Where does the income come from? Nate, you had mentioned that uh, our uh, you know view historically that we're going to have this guaranteed pension is probably not something that we can rely on uh, in the future looking forward. So Chris, what, what do you think? Where Where is the, the retirement income going to come from and how do we factor that into planning for our retirement needs. Yeah. So as Nate said earlier, the onus is going to be on the individual more, more so. Which than is a big today. shift that it's yes. a personal thing that you have to take care of. And if you don't, guess what? If you wake up at 67 and start thinking about it, probably too late. Yeah. 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 And so we're going to look at all different areas that you have. So we're going to try to meet those expenses first. And some of the areas that we're going to have it in is our 401ks, our 403bs, our SEP, our simples, places where we've put retirement money, uh, employee sponsor or employer sponsor, things like that that we're going to be able to pull money out of our nest eggs, so to speak. Right, right. right. Our, our money that's been tagged for retirement the whole time. Right. So yeah. we've been we've been taking those uh, the the deductions and putting that money away, socking it away for that, that grand old finish line of retirement that starts <laughs> yep. a new race, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we have that. And then we also have Social Security. And I, I, I can hear people groaning right now mm-hmm. over the thing. And we're not going to get into a, a debate of whether it's not going to be there. We're working with what we know today, as Nate said earlier, and... And if you're 60 years old, we're expecting that Social Security to be there. And that's going to play a 
a major part in a lot of people's retirement. Well, it's a huge part because number one, it's guaranteed. There's a lot of advantages, disadvantages, depending on when you claim. And I know that's something you guys work with your clients with is on different claiming strategies that could potentially maximize their benefit. And remember, this is a lifetime benefit. And I think Chris is exactly right. You know, we have talked about the potential for Social Security benefits to be reduced, and it's down to like 70% of what they are now. But nobody's talking about Social Security going away. And there's some very easy fixes for Social Security about raising the ages and things like that. And it comes back to one of my favorite Winston Churchill quotes. You can count on the Americans to do the right thing after they've tried everything else. (laughs) So when we have to fix this, we will. And that's what we kind of rely on. Even though you're exactly right for planning, we go with the rules as they are today. And I think something else, you know, to think about Social Security is you have to remember that Social Security is not just a decision that affects you. If you are married, it is a decision that is going to affect your spouse. Because if you think about it, you know, if, if one of you can get the higher benefit, we want to find a way to maximize that. So whoever is the remaining spouse after the first passing can then maximize the benefit that they are receiving. So it's not just about the dollar amount that can be in your pocket today. It's how it affects your long-term retirement plan and your long-term retirement vision. Right. And, and unfortunately, in some cases, some of these decisions will become irrevocable. Once you make that, you're locked in. Is that right? That's absolutely right. You know, well, we talked about, you know, taking out your retirement plans and especially today, people have, you know, accounts all over the place. It's very common that we see, we'll see, you know, uh, you know a Roth here and IRA there, 401k over here. Sure. Yeah. So we have to sit down with our clients and also develop a strategy of what we call a withdrawal strategy of which accounts do we need to be accessing first, which accounts do we need to take in conjunction with each other. Now, why would that matter? Well, taxes. Oh, right. right. Yeah, Yeah. I forgot we have to pay taxes. You know, so we want to look at, you know, tax-efficient ways to take money out, you know, how, you know, we can use combinations of different accounts to, you know, offset the liability that's going to end up with more money in your pocket, more money to spend on the lifestyle that you want, to do the things that you want, to take the cruises, to take the trips, dote on the grandkids, whatever in the world it is you want to do. We want to make sure that you have the most money in your pocket that we can possibly get there. And it's different. You know, Chris, you had talked about when we're planning for retirement and we're five years out and we're thinking about the asset mix, as you get further into retirement, how does that impact that? Because that would impact directly on what Nate's talking about with your tax uh, picture. So as you get 10 years into retirement, 20 years into retirement, do you have the same asset mix as you had five years out? No, you're not gonna, You're not having as long of a time that you're going to be invested. So you're going to... You're- starting to draw on that money today. So you want to be a little less aggressive. You want to be a little bit less risky. You want to go ahead and take, you know, safer bets and, and try to, to keep your investments a little bit more even killed. Um, and so at the end of the day, you know, it's not so much where's the retirement coming from or where's the income coming from in retirement. It's going to be more the options that you have to withdraw on that stuff. You know, it's something else to think about, you know, I mean, which this is a little bit beyond, you know, the five years out from retirement. Once you're in retirement, you have to start looking at taking your required minimum distributions. Out That's of, right. And what age does that start at? Right. 70 and a half. You know, leave it to a bureaucratic system to put a half of an Who age. Who would come up with that? that? No, only man. the government. Yeah. Only the government. That's right. <laughs> but when you, you got to look at it. If you've got, you know, multiple different accounts, you've got to calculate it across the board. Some Some accounts will let you aggregate that number or pull it all together out of one account. Sometimes you'll have to take different amounts out of different accounts and that can be very confusing for people and can impose pretty hefty penalties if you don't do it the right way which is why it's very important to sit down with a professional that can help you calculate and know the strategy of where to pull this money out of 
so that you don't get dinged on the back end. Absolutely. What's the penalty if you don't do it right? Fifty percent. Fifty percent. People of what listen you're to supposed that. To yeah. take out. That's, that's right. a that's a big knock, and that's I don't no want to give that money to the government. No. I don't think anybody does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else people think about in the terms of income, just other sources of income they may have? You know, I mean, one thing that people don't really think about often is, you know, I mean, your home is probably one of your largest assets and you've built up a lot of equity in there. So, you know, there are ways that you can utilize the equity in your house to you know, provide income that, I mean, you would definitely want to sit down. It's not recommending anyone to do this, but it's something that people don't oftentimes think about when they're looking at the different income sources from retirement. I think those are great points, and I hope you've gotten something out of this. If you've listened to our show today, I want to thank you guys. You've done a great job. Again, Nathan Powell, Chris Purcell, financial advisors at Shoemaker Financial. Reach out to either one of these guys. You can either send them an email or give them a call, 901-757-5757. They would be happy to sit down and walk through these issues with you, yes, help you would. to truly think about what you're trying to do uh, with retirement. You'd be happy to do that, Nate, if someone calls you. happy to. Great. Uh, I would encourage you to reach out to these guys again. They're both good, uh, both good advisors. Both can help you think through these issues. And again, it can be complicated, and you do want to make sure that you make the best decisions you possibly can when you're dealing with something that you've worked your entire life for, hopefully a 30-year happy and fulfilled retirement. Well, thank you again for joining us today. I'm Keith Quinn. I've been in for Jim Shoemaker. Jim Shoemaker will be back next week, uh, and he will have the Director of Education and Confluence strategies beth harris and frank lacarica from shoemaker financial one of our advisors will be talking to you next week uh, about uh, some uh, claiming strategies i'm keith quinn in for jim shoemaker i wanted to thank our board operator gil worth our guest and content coordinator francis fortner our production assistant eleanor moskovitz our compliance officer which of course is jim shoemaker and rebecca brashear and drew johnson who grew a great job with the midhouse of mid-south history moment until next time i'm keith quinn for talk money helping you make the most of your money Keith Quinn, Nathan Powell, and Chris Purcell are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Securing Financial Services Incorporated. Securities dealer, member FINRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. KWAM, your news and information station with CBS News updates every hour on the hour. KWAM Memphis.